Welcome to the survival podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. And this week, we live, die, tomorrow, kill. <laughs> Repeat? No. Um, Repeat, yeah. We are covering Edge of Tomorrow this week. and Well, I, are we covering Edge of Tomorrow or are we covering Live, Die, Repeat? Or are we covering Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow? Or um, what is it? All there is is kill, or what's it? What was the the, it's, novel? the novel it's based on? Is all you need is kill. All you need is kill. Sorry, yeah, I knew I had it wrong. Which is f- funny. A lot of people um, say it's an adaptation of a uh, manga, which I always found funny. Now yeah. there is a manga of it, but the manga is an adaptation of the novel. Oh, was, I got confused by that because I was reading trivia and some were saying manga, and then others were saying. Yeah, but I think, but I think it's like when people refer to uh, the Ice T song "Cop Killer" being a hip hop song, they just they assume because he's black, it's a hip hop song. <laughs> <laughs> Body Count was actually a metal band, and Cop Killer is like a real hardcore misfits esque punk song. Yeah. But people always say it was a, a hip. If, if you ever hear him talked about in the media, now he did do hip hop music as well. But he always because that was such a controversial song, but people always talk, call it a rap song. But oh, anyway. Yeah. My point is, so I think a lot of people know, like, oh, this is a film based on, like, something that came out of Asia, therefore it must be manga. They don't have novels. <laughs> they don't have novels in Korea and Japan. Yeah. It's, it's manga. manga. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, you know, and I know there was a manga, but also, like, there's a graphic novel of The Stand. You still want yeah. to say the series was based on the Stephen King comic book, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's um, It's like for a long time I always mixed up... When when I first started getting into it, I always mixed up anime and manga. I didn't know what the difference was. And I remember yeah, I was like yeah. I remember being about like twelve or thirteen and someone saying, Oh yeah, one is anime's from China and manga's from or anime's from Japan and manga's from China or something like that. And that, telling me that was what the difference was. I was like, Oh, okay, but actually it turns out one is like a printed comic book is manga yeah, yeah. and anime is obviously the anime but i remember there being so much confusion over it when we were like 12 13 <laughs> and now anime has just been anime just means any adult animation now like it all the new to, like yeah, yeah. It, like i keep seeing like that there's a new batman anime coming out yeah they're all called animes and every time i think or oh, is it like what if batman was japanese or something and then it's just like just a standard animated movie but it's called Where anime yeah. yeah, I know there's certain anime styles they're called on them. Or the well, weird... I think that's I think that's it. They've adopted a lot of the Japanese style to American animation now, so they call them anime, yeah, yeah. but not enough to really. Be, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. I think it's just American thing. Yeah, it's like calling a comic book a graphic novel at this point. Yeah, I always I always defined though a comic book as like a single issue or. And then a graphic novel is like, not necessarily the hardback books, but usually they're a collection or they're a standalone single story that is like the equivalent of six issues. And, you know, that's what yeah, I always... You see, but you see stuff like, they always say that Walking Dead is based on the graphic novel series. But it was a... Sometimes it's It was a, whatever, a monthly comic or... Yeah, it's or a monthly comic. It ran for like fucking 400 issues or something. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, like a limited run. Like even like, like V for Vendetta was released weekly or monthly, but only for 10 months and then it was collected. 
And so that's kind of, to me, a graphic novel. I, I would call the collection single book that has all the issues in it as a graphic novel. Yeah. But then is the film based on a comic book or a graphic novel? If it, if the co- if it was released first as a comic book? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But they say graphic novel because it just sounds more adult. No, but I mean, if I physically have a single comic book in my hand, I would call it a comic. And if I have a collection book, I would call that a graphic novel. That's what I mean. I don't, no, no, I completely understand that. that. But, but what we're talking about is how they use it for movies. And like how, yeah, how to use make it, for it sound grown up. Yeah. yeah, they always say graphic novel. <laughs> I worked with a guy years ago and um, like that we were out for a pint one night or something and from work and he was like oh so what are you into and stuff and I was just saying oh yeah no like I'm an in- I like, really like comics and stuff as well and he was like oh okay yeah yeah and then he kind of changed the subject and stuff and about a week later I was sitting in the canteen like reading a something like whatever it was, it was probably Green Arrow I'd say at the time and he was like oh man I thought you meant like the fucking Beano or something <laughs> and I just thought this guy's a fucking idiot like <laughs> and he was like you're talking about Batman and shit that's cool <laughs> He just thought I was like sitting at home reading like <laughs> the Beano and Dandy and Archie comics. Like, he thought you were special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't know what the fuck I meant. Like. That's funny. Um, now we got uh, off topic already. Uh, going back yeah. to titles, the, the, the why <laughs> I was stumbling over the intro there. Oh, sorry, yeah, that yeah. wasn't uh, that wasn't me having a stroke. Uh, this film has like kind of two different names, even though some people say it was never, the name was never changed. So it was released originally as Edge of Tomorrow. Then it didn't do good business. So for the DVD and Blu-ray release, they kind of marketed it as Live, Die, Repeat. And the studio claiming it's, it's the Warner- tagline of this. Yeah, the studio, Warner Brothers have said, oh, we never changed the name of it. It's always been called Edge of Tomorrow. Even though like the, the, the Blu-ray and DVD, like, it literally has in giant writing, live, die, repeat. And then at the very bottom, it says cruise, blunt, edge of tomorrow. Yeah. All, no spaces in between them. Like, you can barely see it. <laughs> and now, I, out of curiosity, I looked up what the name of the sequel was. Because they're shooting a sequel at the moment. Yeah. Do you know what the name of the sequel is? Please tell me it's live, live die, repeat. It's live, die, repeat, and repeat. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I did read that. And I forgot. It's the worst title ever. But also, how are you going to tell me you didn't change the name of the first one when the sequel literally has the name that you allegedly changed it to? And also, even like the spine of the DVDs and Blu-rays had lived I repeat on them, which you wouldn't. No one puts the tagline on the spine of yeah, yeah. you know this kind of thing. No, also nobody puts the tagline in a font for 20 times the size of the, of the movie and the actors yeah, in yeah. it. But it's so weird that they insisted they never changed it. It's like they were like gaslighting the audience for some reason. It's so strange because movies get different titles for different territories and like... Yeah, but I think that was it. Like, if it got if it had different titles for different territories, it'd be one thing. But it's the fact that they ch- it was a film that was released under one name, and yeah, then yeah. they changed it because they done the same with um, Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn movie. They released that as Birds of Prey, and halfway, oh, yeah. halfway during its run in the cinema, they changed the name. Yeah, yeah, to it was called it was released as Birds of Prey, and then they renamed it. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
because they realize that they're idiots because nobody knows who the fuck the birds of prey are but harley quinn is in the top five most like name recognizable superheroes to the general public and they didn't put her name in the title (laughs) that was such a bad what's hilarious about that film too is like they released a harley quinn movie where her name not in the title and they made it and she's a character most popular with like 13 year old girls who shop a hot topic and they made it or, and they made it or rated so as they couldn't actually get into the cinema to see it. <laughs> it's such a strange, but we, we were talking about this the other day on our discord about like really stupid suggestions from executives. Speaking of people making dumb, dumb decisions. Yeah. Before we get right, we, we, we've talked about the film a little, but before we get really into it, I want to run a dumb idea by you. Okay. So we had some trouble with the feed earlier, well, probably two, three weeks ago now, Yeah, where it wasn't working on a lot of platforms. And I had a moment, I, I like sent our host an angry fucking email. And in it, I said that like, at this point, it'd be easier if we had a cassette tape distribution model. <laughs> and then I got a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. And I've looked into it. Um, so... I feel like cassette tapes are the future of podcasting, <laughs> especially for us, because like if, if people want to uh, survive, the, like the internet could go down at any moment. There could be an EMP. People need yeah. like a, a physical, a physical version of the podcast. A solar flare even uh, can just knock out a Exactly, EMP. exactly. And like, I know other podcasts have done like final releases, but that's, well, first of all, that's far too classy for us. Yeah. Plus, like, where are you going? You're not going to be walking around with a fucking collection of vinyls in the apocalypse. But cassette tapes. <laughs> They're very compact. Uh, so I basically what I'm saying is I really want to do uh, a one-off kind of special, like a tape cast. That'd be great. Uh, and release it as a cassette tape. Like a prop, proper release. Like, so I, I, I've been in contact with a company that actually produce them. They actually manufacture loads of, yeah, they do cassette tape printing and CDs and stuff. Yeah. Um, loads of physical media and it's a bit costly, but you know, like, how much did you pay for like a Led Zeppelin album on cassette tape back, back in the day? No idea. Probably a tenner. I was going to say about a tenner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it like it'd be it if we were to manufacture to sell them. It probably people you'd have to sell them for double that. But for a fucking niche media that only like three companies in the world manufacture, that's not too bad. So it would be a bit costly. So we'd have to we'd have to gauge interest first. Yeah, yeah. We could do something like a Kickstarter, where it essentially the Kickstarter would just serve as a pre-order selling platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or GoFundMe. Well, no, not GoFundMe because it's always weird when people use GoFundMe for stuff like that. Because usually it's like charities. Oh yeah, yeah. people who need like emergency surgeries. Then suddenly it's like <laughs> a podcast looking to make a fucking cassette. <laughs> now you see the thing is you need like the company that does them. Like there's minimum orders. I was gonna say like, that. Yeah. And uh, the more you the more you do, the cheaper it gets. Uh, we'd probably need like like we could do a small order. They don't have it like under if you go to their website, like they don't do small orders. Oh yeah. They said the would they said they would on the basis that like if we done a small order with them later on, we'd probably 
come back for a bigger one. Oh yeah, yeah. So if we done a small order, we could do something where like just do it for Patreon users. Yeah, that's right. That's where I thought you were going to go with first. Yeah, well, I, it'd be Patreon too, but I like if we done the Kickstarter thing, it'd be for anybody, anybody that wants them. Yeah, yeah. K- Kickstarter. If we don't get enough, I just hate the idea of us setting up a Kickstarter and then like only. 12 people join us (laughs) and we're just like disheartened by it but if we just done it for patreon we could just get like 30 made and then we have them that'd be it (laughs) listeners let us know if you'd be interested in a physical (laughs) physical tape i i just really i think it'd be fun like we and we could we could add value as well you know we could throw in a a couple of bourbons and custard creams with your order of a tape or something, you know, we could, uh, something very light. Yeah. Cause we don't want to up the delivery. Chart. Cause that's the thing we, it'd be up to us to post them out too. I know. Yeah. And they're based in England. So it's not, uh, far away. Oh yeah. I was thinking of even like, um, extreme like Birmingham, this company. And I was thinking like that I'd even, I wouldn't get them mailed to me. Yeah. Road trips. Like- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah. If we done a Kickstarter, that could be like a, a bonus, a video of us going to collect them. <laughs> we could do um, we could do a car cast. We get the boat, and I'll drive over, and uh, we could record a couple of episodes <laughs> in the car journey on the way over. <laughs> See, for just like for anyone doing... who like for any, so you could do that's another way you could add value is anyone who buys the tape, then you send them. A spe- another spe- like maybe some other special in digital format that's not on the tape. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and of course, we could we could play with the medium as well of how we present the episode. It would be very heavily planned and uh, recorded. And then oh well, now I I have a very specific idea for the episode we do on the tape. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It wouldn't just be us sitting down and talking shite yeah. like this, like the way we are now. It would be not scripted, but It'd be more, very much more planned. <laughs> yeah, a cross between a, a podcast and an audiobook, I guess. Yeah, it'd be called it. So it'd just be called the Wasteland Survival Guide. That's what I was going to yeah. just be in. I like that. A ninety-minute episode of us called because the idea is we're releasing it as a tape. So it's when the apocalypse happens that this is what you listen to. This is what you listen to when you wake up after the nukes have fallen. <laughs> I love that idea. I think it's brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it'd be really good. And now. I realize 90, like everybody listening to this show probably don't have anything to play tapes in. I, I have one. Um, no, I love this idea. I absolutely love it. We will put a QR code on the tape itself so you can scan it and get a digital version. Yeah. But it will only be available to people who get the tape. I like that idea. Yeah. The only way to get that <laughs> QR code is off a tape. Technically, we could just like send people blank tapes, just have the cover art and all that. <laughs> and most people will never actually play it. They'll just yeah, scan yeah. the QR code. But, but Johnny, do you well, have, you have a cassette player and I have a cassette player. So we just need one and then <laughs> we can make copies. Because <laughs> I was staying up for like six weeks just making copies yeah. of the same episode. Or do you have a boombox with two cassette decks in it and yeah, then you can record yeah. from one to the other? And we don't, we don't even cop, we, we copy one to, we keep making copies of copies. So by the time we get to the, like the hundred tape, you just don't hear anything. Now that is another thing we would have to, cause we record remotely at the moment. We, we definitely would have to record it in person yeah, yeah, for yeah. quality anyway, but also 
it's an analog medium, so we'd actually would need to record. Yeah, yeah. Not record it. Analog, but you need to. Yeah. It's quite, when, when you record for analog, you actually need to really master it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you master it for analog. And I don't think our uh, digital tracks sent over the internet would uh, no, translate too, too well. Uh, I just love the idea. I, 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 I just want to like do the artwork because like there's different options yeah. on the, the this company. Like you can do like a fold out booklet for the tape and stuff. Oh, wow. it, again, it ups the price, but like I think we could do a, a smaller one or maybe in the future we'll do a bigger release i just i just fucking love the idea of doing a tape yeah. cast to be honest you're giving me you're giving me serious um member berries because as you're talking about the fold art the one i was thinking of, that's one of those tapes that always caught my attention like my my brother is 10 years older than me he's in his mid 40s and he remember him he was like a teenager who bought tapes when i was a kid you know and he had it was it was a led zeppelin album and the cover was Crop Circles. And I don't know what album that is now. I must look it up. I just always, like, I liked tapes. I, I still yeah. kind of have, like, a connection to tapes. Like, as Ah, oh, there you go. It was released, they did in 1990. There we go. But I love, I love this idea. Because, and as like, as we're talking about recording it and stuff, it would be a big deal because it'd be like recording an album. Like, that's, the, like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's something, I would like to make this, uh, like, do, like, one a year. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But I love that because uh, I love the idea of then having a collection, the tape casts. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. I love it. I just hope it sells. And as well, going something general, like rather than doing a normal episode, like doing the Wasteland Survival Guide on something like Kickstarter, you will just get people who scrolling through Kickstarter and will come across something like that. that that's quite possible too. Yeah. Uh, we'll let we we'll wait till we get feedback and see what people think. A lot of time when we ask for feedback, people never actually give us feedback. But please let us know about yeah, this yeah. one because, like, I feel like we're going to do it either way. If we don't hear enough about it, it will just be a Patreon thing, and it probably won't be as you know. It probably will just be the cheapest version we can get done. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, that well we, because that's another thing. Like the longer the tape. Yeah, the more the more expensive it gets. The the basic one is, I think, twenty two minutes aside. Oh yeah, uh, which is very short. But like, if we didn't get a lot of interest, it'd probably just end up being a Patreon thing with twenty two minutes each side. Probably would be a cardboard packaging, you know. But we're we'll do. My point is, we're going to do it either way. It's just like the the less interest, the cheaper. Yeah, yeah. we'll be with it. We should get into the episode. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in conclusion, I think I think we would we would live, die, and repeat. Um, well, you see, if Tom Cruise, if Tom Cruise, when he woke up after his first death and he had a tape to explain everything to him, <laughs> <laughs> it'd been much more convenient. So, yeah, do you want to, in case there are people listening to this episode who haven't seen the film, do you want to tell them what the story was of this film? Yeah, so set in the future of the year twenty twenty, <laughs> um, yeah. in a very strange alternate universe where um, Hillary Clinton became president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and England or the UK is still a part of the EU. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So in a weird um, alternate universe, and I think that, that was the, the main factor that caused all this was the fact that Hillary Clinton was president. Because um, for all we know, <laughs> yeah. she was involved with some decision with some satellite launch that 
caused something. But anyway, an asteroid hit in the middle of Central Europe and uh, out of it came aliens and they started working their way across Europe and attacking people. And then it's... Um, Mimics, they're called mimics, mimics yeah, yes. and they're this kind Which of spaghetti monsters, really I guess. Kind of. Well, it is a. It's based on a Japanese manga, apparently. Um, so, like, they obviously they have to have tentacles. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, actually, do you know why that is? Do you know why? Because like japan japanese fiction is notorious for like having tentacle monsters, even their hentai, which is animated porn. Yeah. Uh, there's like tentacle porn is a big thing and i never realized that it's because throughout history like all their cities all the civilizations they've built have been coastal oh. <laughs> so like the, the idea of a sea monster and has just always been sort of in the consciousness it's just in the zeitgeist of the culture that's yeah. really interesting so anyway yeah there's basically loads of battles and skirmishes and they've created these new weapons called um Jackets. jackets. They just call them jackets. And basically, they're just exoskeletons that lift heavy weapons and fire rockets off the back of them and stuff. But they make soldiers faster and stronger and all that kind of stuff. And um, then uh, you've Tom Cruise, who he's basically just this sleazy PR guy, which I, I think it's this is one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies because he starts out as a guy who knows fuck all about war or fighting or how to yeah, survive, yeah, even yeah. though he's a major, but it's kind of. It's one of those things like he was given a a position. It's a political. To, it's a political position. Point. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got a field commission to major to be the voice of the army, essentially. Of his his whole job is PR and recruitment, and um, he ends he ends up being thrown on the front lines because he's pissed off a general, essentially. <laughs> it's been a long time now. I, I listened to the audiobook back like just before the film came out. So yeah. I can't really remember it, but I remember him being much more of a dick. Oh, really? in the book yeah and being younger but that's normally the case with tom Cru- tom cruise normally plays characters that are yeah he's only meant to be much like younger men he's only meant to be like late 35, or i was gonna say late 20s early 30s and he's mm. whatever i might even be that tom cruise always play plays parts that were written for like 30 year old six foot two men yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i i read a thing actually the character cage is his character is was, that he actually was yeah, written as he's been Tom Cruise's height. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's five. I think he's like five six yeah. in the book. But anyway, yeah. So he ends up he ends up in a jacket on the front lines, hasn't a fucking clue what he's doing. Um, his whole squad gets hit, um, by mimics, and then he ends up getting hit by basically an alpha, which is a different type of mimic, and he mm. blows it up with a um a claymore mine and it bleeds all over him and then he wakes up back at the start of the day again and has to do and realizes that every time he dies he ends up back at the start of the day and then he meets a badass woman and they try and stop the aliens that's pretty much it yeah yeah i guess that's the the only really extra detail that's needed is that yeah there's this woman called rita also known as full metal bitch which is a great name or the angel and, of uh, she's just She's just this badass. Yeah, the angel of and then it's some famous battle. Yeah. Um she's she's like this hero that's killed a thousand mimics. Yeah, on her first day on the field. Yeah. And he real after he's lived a few a few days, I guess, he realizes that, well, she obviously has done the same 
because she killed a thousand on her first day. So he tracks her down and then she's going to help him. Essentially what it is, so the, the movie is a video game. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you're, the, Tom Cruise is the player in a video game who's, re, who's found a glitch that gives him unlimited continues. So he keeps going back to his save state. Yeah. And then gets further each time. His respawn point is when he arrives at the, the army base. Um, at like 6 a.m. Yeah. It's, it's such a great concept. And he has about, it's slightly more than 24 hours. It's about 30 hours because it's like 6 a.m. He wakes up. And then the battle is like the following morning, I think. It's slightly more than 24 hours, I think he has. Uh, but yeah, it's a great film. <laughs> and I think people and a lot of people listening to this will be thinking, oh, well, isn't it just Groundhog Day? Yeah. And uh, it like it almost annoys me because like, have you seen the, the film Happy Death Day to you? No, I haven't seen that yet. Actually, yeah. really good. You should watch it. It's re- It's a really fun horror movie. It's the same premise. It's a girl, a college, like party girl who ends up being killed by a serial killer on a night out. Oh yeah, and then wakes up. Wakes up in the Groundhog Day mm. setting, and she just has to figure out. The only way she can break the loop is to like figure out who's trying to kill her. Oh yeah. I've recommended it to so many people and they always say, oh, it sounds just like Groundhog Day. <laughs> and they make a joke about that in the film where she's never heard of Groundhog Day or Bill Murray. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I just find it so funny that like everybody, when you mention any time loop film, it's always, oh, that just sounds like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is not the first film or first like piece of fiction to do a time loop. No, <laughs> like, that's like just- a sci-fi staple. <laughs> that's the thing it's just it's the most famous I think it's the most because no one would ever describe Groundhog Day as a sci-fi movie or as a fantasy movie you know what I mean it's kind of yeah so it just appeals to everyone they just see it as a comedy or is it you know yeah but but anyone who's ever read any science fiction or watched fucking 90s Star Trek or anything knows what a time loop is (laughs) or a Twilight Zone episode or whatever like the way they say it, it'd be like if I was like, oh, I have this idea for a film. It's about uh, about a time traveler who goes back in time and his time machine breaks down and he gets stuck there. And you go, oh, that sounds just like Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. You just wouldn't say it because like H.G. Wells was the time machine yeah. <laughs> came before that. Yeah. Uh, and there is like, like there's so many, I think even like Groundhog Day when it was released was accused of like plagiarizing some Korean novel from like the 1960s. <laughs> There's just, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie though. Groundhog Day is brilliant. Um, oh, I fucking love Groundhog Day. I've long joked and we might do this eventually. It's probably too late now. Uh, but like a few years into the podcast, I was, I, I was saying to Shane that we should do a Groundhog Day episode and then every year upload the same episode <laughs> on the same day. And then like after five years, we like re-record it, but edit in, <laughs> but not like, but upload the same episode, but edit in some new clips where we're starting to learn. That, yeah, uh, uh, I'd forgotten about We should have done it. We should have done it so long ago, but uh, yeah. there's um, there, there's a good movie came out last year called Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. Have you seen that? No, and I don't know who Andy Samberg. He's the guy. He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was, I think, he was on SNL and stuff to start with. But it's it's a very good movie. It's a bit like 
it's a girl who's like a bridesmaid at like her sister's wedding and she meets this there's a guy at the wedding he's just really laid back and easy going and then they end up it turns out he's been in a time loop for like to his perception like thousands of days and then she ends up getting sucked into the time loop with him and the same thing if you die you end up back at the start and all that kind of stuff and um but it's very funny really good and jk simmons is in it as well <laughs> it was part of my uh, jk simmons curse oh, <laughs> came across that it. actually might be her. yeah you might i might have mentioned it just last week when we done when we done the tomorrow war so to get into this film so yeah. it's a real american like it is written to be an american story yeah yeah and it is essentially just world war Two with aliens like the 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 battle at the start when private cage dies for the first time is, is literally they're storming normandy beach oh it's d-day like, yeah because yeah. it's because yeah. it completely it mimics d-day no well, but i mean it literally is not they're in normandy that's where they're landing oh right okay <laughs> and like there's lo- like all the steps the story takes are just world war ii but with aliens that's really smart i like that uh, that's a movie i'd love to see <laughs> Well, you essentially saw it, yeah. but yeah, I know what you mean. But set in the fort. <laughs> yeah, where it turns out that the, the Nazis were actually like alien plants or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but where was I going with that? Just it's not a American whitewashed or whatever. Yeah, but that was me just going on a bit of a tangent. I started saying something else, but yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I was meant to be bridging two thoughts and now I forgot how I was going to link them. So I'll just move on. Is there a point where he kills himself? deliberately just to restart the timeline see it's been a few weeks now since i've watched it does he jump in front of a truck or something because he realizes he fucked up no what's really funny is he's trying the so the drill sergeant they're doing training and the drill sergeant is making the whole squad do push-ups but it's part it's part of his escape plan to get to and he ties to time himself this truck's going by and he thinks if he rolls under the truck mm. He'll escape without the sergeant seeing him. And the first time he does it, he gets hit by the truck. And it's really funny <laughs> yeah. because he just rolls <laughs> he just rolls under the truck and then you just hear him going, ah. <laughs> Yeah. That's how I was trying to get to it's, but it's I just forgot moment. the context of that. There's there's a couple of there's a couple of deaths where he just does that same little <laughs> So so here's the thing with that scene. So the idea with the film is that so when he kills the alpha mimic, he gets sprayed with its blood. We learn later that how the mimics are winning this war is because they have the ability themselves to essentially time travel. Mm. So they know what the humans are going to do and they can go back and work against it. So when he gets sprayed with the alien's blood that he kills, he absorbs that power. Yeah. So when he dies, he resets the day. under Basically, we said under his terms. Yeah. So he resets the timeline. But he doesn't reset the timeline. He creates an alternate timeline. Yeah. Uh, and I know this because of that scene. Ah, that yeah. scene when he, when he rolls under the truck, he dies. But the scene doesn't end. We get to see the soldiers react yeah. to his death. Meaning that timeline continues. continues. Um, well, there's a few. I, I read a couple of things on it. Some people think he wasn't dead yet. He was just fatally injured and then died, like say a minute later. And then there's so there's a dispute, basically, like yeah, this sort of thing. It's gone through discussion forums. There's probably a a um. Uh, well, I think it's just a, a continuity error in the film, really. I, I, I'm sure there's a few subreddits on it of like people think either there's branching timelines or he just wasn't dead yet. There's it's a whole dispute, but 
But I think branching timelines is better. I think it is branching timelines. And going back to now, it's been a while since I've seen Groundhog Day, but I'm pretty sure there's a isn't there a scene in Groundhog Day where you actually see him being pronounced dead? Oh, there's a whole scene with um, is it Andy McDowell? Oh, he's in the morgue. Yeah, and she's like identifying his body. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Groundhog Day is branching timelines. Yeah, because the, everyone else experiences the day. Yeah, whether he lives or not, like. Or, well, no, actually, sorry, Groundhog Day is different because the day resets at whatever, say, midnight or something. It doesn't reset true, when he true, dies. Yeah, it's not his, yeah. his death doesn't trigger the reset. It's That's a fair it's point. Time. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, yeah. if he's dead, he doesn't experience the time difference between then and midnight, say, whatever it is. Yeah, I must rewatch Groundhog Day. When We'll do an episode on it in February, I guess. Is that when Groundhog Day is? Whenever Groundhog Day is. Yeah, okay, so so maybe th- that's a fair... I hadn't actually thought of that, that he's just like, his dying breath is what we hear and he's technically still alive. But oh, yeah. I feel like we, if, if that was the case, we'd see his dying body. I feel like in that scene, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's a branching timeline. How long do you think he... Well, not how long, but how many... In his time, how, how long do you think he's been doing the live die repeat oh uh, it's by the end of the film yeah because there's a scene where rita says she watched her friend die 300 times or something which kind of implies yeah. she only did 300 loops so she was already yeah. an absolute badass like 300 is a year so it's you know nearly a, let's call it a year let's say she did 365 days to make it easy like a year to train and to become a badass and to be able to learn how to fight the enemy and stuff is not that long really but if you're doing 12 mm. hours a day and doing nothing else like you're you'll probably get your 10,000 hours in you know what I mean um but so he's you're saying 10,000 because that's what people yeah, that's what's to, become an to become an expert on anything yeah. you need 10,000 hours of input 10,000 hours isn't actually that much. It's a couple of years if you with like a certain like tasks. a full-time job or whatever, I think. But I've probably, I, I, I imagine, maybe not on one specific like uh, app, but I'd say just if, if you put all the edit, like let, let's call editing After Effects Photoshop all just like design work. Yeah. I've definitely spent 10,000 hours on those. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I've maybe done and 20 I'm not, or 30,000 hours. I'm, yeah. yeah, and I'm not an expert. No, no. But he starts out out of as a complete amateur. But he seems to have a very good memory. As in, like he he remembered like his his second loop. He was remembering like exactly what people say and when they're about to say it. Like he. But they set that up to begin with because that's kind of why he's been good at his PR job. Yeah, yeah, because he's good at that. That's his, his one talent is he can read people. And yeah, yeah. He's got a good head. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not an idiot, he's just a total amateur and he's a bit of a coward and not a fighter and stuff. But he becomes an absolute badass. Like in, in like that, like a video, he goes from like somebody who's never played a video game before to complete another like video game god by the end of it. So I think I think yeah. he's done thousands and thousands of days. I'd say he's put in like I'd say at least at least a thousand days. So say th- I'm going to say three to four years. I'd say he's put in three years at least, if not more. Yeah. Actually, in that Andy Samberg movie, the Palm Springs one, there's a really good joke in it, is that he's like 
like that the same thing it's implied he's been in that time he doesn't know how long he's been in the time loop but it's implied it could be a couple of hundred years from or whatever he doesn't know and um at one point the other character asks him um so what was your job before this and he kind of goes I actually can't remember what my job was. <laughs> That's that is a thing I thought about watching the film because, like, I read this book. There's a really good book by Stanley Robinson. Sorry, I'm looking for it on my shelf. I think it's Stanley Robinson is their name. Uh, called Green Mars. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy of books. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. In, Gre- in Green Mars, uh, that's the only one I've read, and everybody's like 250 years old yeah. and they go on this they go on this like expedition to c- climb like a sort of an everest on mars and the main character he meets like his guide is a woman he thinks he might have like been married to <laughs> he's not sure but he was like married to her for a year and it didn't work out and they got rev- they got divorced but it was like when he was in his 20s and he's now like technically 280 so he can't actually remember if it's the same person that's brilliant that's uh, fantastic it's like i might have known you a couple of lifetimes ago but I'm yeah, sure. yeah and I, I thought that watching this film where i was like well has he yeah, forgotten yeah. that he was even but i guess not because like he's living the same he's only living one day over and over again yeah yeah it's different yeah it's, it's funny you're saying with the um like how long has he been in that? And I think uh, be having been in like lockdown and every day being the same and stuff like that. I like I even today I was on a call with my my boss and they were like, "Oh, do you have that file?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." And they're like, "Yeah, you designed that thing, didn't you?" I was like, "I can't remember to be honest." And I like looked up the thing and I designed this thing in like july and i totally forgot i'd done it and like july is not that long ago <laughs> it was like the start of july and it was, my boss was on holidays so she had never seen it and it was sent to like someone else and was published and all that kind of stuff and i was like oh yeah I, don't, I didn't remember doing that and then when i opened it i was like oh yeah yeah now i know what you're talking about i remember this and and she was like how do you not remember that and i was like to be honest that was like whatever 40 groundhog days ago i, I don't remember <laughs> she, she was like i know i know exactly what you mean yeah it was but you've said this you've said this on the podcast before that you have you've you've got the memory of a stoner yeah i know it's really frustrating uh, I, I think i think the person that pisses off the most is probably my wife so <laughs> but i don't know if you like because there's certain things like you remember some ridiculous stuff like joke, like you remember like jokes we've had. I know, yeah, from fifteen years ago. But then you forget, like something from a week ago. Everyday menial tasks and things is where it really gets me. Like yesterday, I put on a clothes wash in the morning at like nine a.m., and then my wife came home from work and it was still in the washing machine. She was like, "You never hung up that washing," and I was like, oh, "I completely forgot about it. Completely forgot about it." And she, oh well, that shit. She I was so mad at yeah. me. I was in like so much trouble. <laughs> I need to set alarms for that kind yeah, of stuff. I'm the same, but I'll remember like details of like conversations and things. But like, but I, like I was thinking that watching this film, I was like, because his whole because they reach a point where the whole thing is it's say the first level of the video game as it were is they have to get off the beach. And it's the hardest level because it's just this massive battle with tons and tons of monsters to get past and stuff. And there's lots of things like 
planes fl- falling out of the sky and shit and explosions. And, and they spend ages like he's training her. And of course, every day he has to convince her and then go and strategize, explain the plan to her. And he has to do that every morning yeah. and everything. And then, but, but what I like about the film is that they don't waste time on how he has to explain shit to her because she's done it too. So yeah, he just yeah. like, eventually he learns that all he needs to say is I got hit with the alien blood. Yeah. <laughs> I need your yeah, help. Exactly. And she's, she's like, I've, I've, she's been, she's been waiting for somebody to come and say that essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that that's a big strength of the film. It's really well edited yeah. in that there's no, cause like essentially like this film could just get too much seeing them repeat shit. And they yeah. handle, I think they handle that really well. Like a lot of it's in the directing, most of it seems to be in the editing. Yeah. And that's, that's back to why I think he did like thousands of repeats because there's this whole thing where they're trying to get past the beach and then it does this whole montage of her continuing to die and die. And we only see her die like maybe four or five times, but it's like he has seen it just too many yeah, times yeah. to the point where he just can't he, yeah like he gives up and at the end he yeah. completely gives up and decides to desert and then he's in london and then realizes the aliens invade london like that night at the battle so there's no point in him doing nothing even running yeah yeah so then it, he yeah. gets the the wheel to go back at it again and then it does the whole thing where like he's remembering and he's just like okay you need to take like step six feet, then take a left, then take a right. And he's like, figure out all the pattern of how they can survive. I would never remember that shit. I like, even if I did it a hundred times, no. Yeah. No, no, I, I think he's done it. Like, I think it's, it's been years for him. I wish they actually said that in the film because it makes it so much more impactful. I don't know why you want not make it clear. how long I know, because at one point she asks him. And he just doesn't say. He just looks at her like this kind. Of, he just gives her a look of like too many. You know. Yeah, and I think that was that was their way of saying that it's been so long you can't comprehend. I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. But I think it's just just be clear. Just say. Just make it seem as fucking desperate and horrible as possible. It makes it so much more impactful. But but like the, the way they do it really well is there's one where they finally get off the beach, and then. They come up over a hill and there's like a caravan park or a mobile home trailer park. Yeah, yeah. So English as well. uh, (laughs) In a trailer park. And they go, um, he explains to her that it's like, oh, we've tried all the cars and none of them work except for those two. Yeah. You tried that one and I'll try this one. And then that whole scene happens and there's she ends up forgetting to unhook a caravan and all this kind of stuff. And they're traveling along the road. And it's all, it's all played out like one long scene. But what we don't, what you realize through the dialogue is it, this has also been multiple days. Yeah. So we yeah. saw that we see the day where they get that car, but then by the time they're driving down a road and they don't have the car anymore, it's like another hundred days later and they're still on the road because yeah. he's like oh by the time we get to this town you tell me that you know your middle name is mary or yeah. whatever this kind of shit and she's yeah. like i don't want to like i would never tell you that and stuff and then they find this farmhouse and it's like as if they've never been there and then he finally reveals that they've been there a bunch of times and shit like it's done really well after the whole jump cutting i love that i think that's my favorite scene where he he reveals to her 
that she revealed herself to him and we don't get to see that. Yeah, yeah. So like there's this mystery that, well, what happened? How did he get her to reveal so much of her backstory to him? Because he's been doing it for hundreds of years, I think. But I love the fact that we don't see the scene. Like in that scene, she's like, I would never have told you that. And I just love that we don't get to see that scene. Yeah. Because it suggested then that, well, they had in in one of the 24-hour loops he lived through, they had more of a romantic. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, I find by the end of, so there's the whole thing where they end up at the farmhouse and then there's the helicopter and he's like, no, the helicopter won't work. And he hides the keys on her because then it turns out that there's no, like, mm. that's the furthest he's, she dies. no matter what he's tried, she doesn't live past that point. But it also seems like on that particular day, they're really close that like they've done this whatever say six hour road yeah, trip in yeah. the middle and that's made them really really close even though she only met him that morning and then by the end of the movie where they're doing like their last battle together and stuff it's like she doesn't know him at all because it's all yeah, yeah. to do this one final battle you know like it's kind of it's it's incredible the way it's done i like i really like that yeah it's funny as well, just kind of like outside of the film itself, but the importance of a helicopter in this film is pretty funny. So you have the scene you just mentioned, <laughs> but also, so uh, her, uh, Rhea has like an anime kind of sword is her weapon oh, yeah. of choice in the film. And it's part of a helicopter, not propeller. What is it called? A rotor? No? Rotor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, it, it's one of... Yeah, it's a blade from a helicopter. Anyways, her weapon. Also, it's it's kind of a whole inside. The whole idea of him like not wanting to get into the helicopter is an inside joke because Tom Cruise notorious for doing all his own stunts. Yeah, driving his all the cars you see him driving films he does himself, same with motorbikes, planes, whatever. Uh, he he's always talked about how he's a terrible helicopter pilot yeah and he was training he was trying to get his helicopter license as they were shooting that film he was trying to get his helicopter license (laughs) so as they could shoot the helicopter scene in mission impossible okay so the whole thing with him being afraid to get into the helicopter is essentially just a joke oh because he's really about him it's really funny (laughs) well no it's a joke because he can't get in one because he hasn't got his license yet oh yeah i guess is the joke (laughs) Because apparently he's just, he, he's talked about a lot how he's just really bad at flying. I, I said, did, I, did you see the thing I sent you today on Instagram? And it's one of those. Oh, no, no, I got the notification, but I was in, I was in public. So I was, I'm always afraid to click a link I get from you in public. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you've ever sent me anything like yeah. too nefarious. But, um, but. Do you know those things where like people ask celebrities read out like stuff people have Googled about them? Oh and yeah, it's Tom yeah, Cruise, yeah. but all the questions are, can Tom Cruise dot dot dot, and his answer to all of them <laughs> is yes, are and you? one of them is, can Tom Cruise fly a helicopter, and he goes yes, but I wouldn't recommend it for anyone. <laughs> and, it's, and then you were saying like he he says he's not a very good helicopter pilot and stuff. That's that makes so That's much sense. Really I think we need to put ourselves into this scenario now. Yeah, yeah. So first things first. And this isn't something I thought of while rewatching it. I actually distinctly remember watching this in the cinema and thinking that, well, this is how we could get out of it. So it's the blood of the Alpha that gives 
cage the, the time traveling power. Yeah, yeah. So the worry is that if he gets a blood transfusion. Yeah, if he gets injured and survives, gets a blood transfusion. Yeah, like the worst thing that can happen to him is that he gets injured enough that he survives because then he can lose the power. So the first thing we have to do. Yeah. So it's me and you. In this scenario, we're both. They've got a double, a double jacket. <laughs> like an oversized jacket for us. Because, okay, so let's set up the scenario. So uh, it's a two story jacket. Yeah. You and I have been running a podcast trying to encourage people to join the fight for Europe okay, yeah, yeah. against the mimics. Uh, so we're spreading the propaganda. And then. Because, uh, of course, people in other countries, like outside of Europe, are like, oh, that's not my that problem. That's over in Europe. That's not my problem. No, so they need to get like a, a fucking seventh rate podcast yeah. to spread some <laughs> propaganda. And so they come to us. And so we've been doing, we've, we've been spending some time like just spreading propaganda. And then eventually, uh, General Hux's father, I can't remember his name. I don't know why I'm blanking on an Irish actor's Brendan name. Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason doesn't like us. So he sends us off to, to fight but at least they've built us an oversized jacket yeah so we die in the battle we get sprayed with the blood so we wake up so instantly we know what's happening because there's two of us so we're able to like have a discussion <laughs> yeah and be like well shane obviously we're being groundhog dead yeah uh so the first thing i would say to you would be well we've been sprayed with the blood obviously we've absorbed the mimic's power we need to go and convert to be jehovah's witnesses <laughs> because they don't believe in blood transfusions and that will make sure that we never that the cycle doesn't break but you got to do that every morning register yourself as a jehovah's witness jehovah's witnesses fucking love recruiting people they, <laughs> they'll do that five five minutes five minutes is all it'll take i think all you got to do is just tell the um I mean, technically, I suppose you don't even need to convert. You could just like get a tattoo that says like allergic to blood transfusion. I don't know. <laughs> Make up some reason you don't need a, a blood transfusion. But does I mean you just um, you just get yourself some new dog tags? I guess that say no blood transfusion or something. So you got to do that that morning. But now, even before the whole uh, blood transfusion thing even comes up. Maybe I, I'm not sure if this is is in the film, but is is there a suggestion that eventually that power will run out anyway? It's kind of um, yeah, I don't know, I don't think so. I thought there was a line Tom Cruise said at some point where he thought that it wasn't going to, or maybe it's not him actually. Remember when? So when he meets Rita, she has this other guy who knows about it. Yeah, the the worry is that it might, yeah, I think because she had lost it and she won't tell him how she lost it because at first he's like, I need to get rid of this. And she's yeah. like, no, I need you. I need to use you. And when I think you're ready, I'll tell you or whatever is her thing. And then eventually she just kind of tells him because because it's just relevant to the plot then at that point that he needs to know. Kind of thing. And at that he's he's he's... he's about how she was injured and had the blood transfusion and stuff, but he, but he hadn't figured that out yet, basically, because she's like, I know, he's like, oh, I, you know how to get rid of this? How do I get rid of this? Because he's died a few times and he just found it so terrifying, dying a few times. Mm. Uh, 
so there's uh, but I guess like so, so I suppose when we wake up we won't know that that's the thing too we know it's we won't, like we, we, we could we could conclude it I think if we put our heads together we'd conclude it maybe not we'd at least do a few cycles before we realise it so we might just think that we have a certain number of lives here sorry we'd think it was um, maybe if you kill that particular type of like if you kill the alpha then you repeat or something you know what i mean like you'd, you'd, you'd go through a couple of okay what did we do and then obviously when you die again the second time then you're like okay well we didn't kill the alpha that time but we still repeated so you'd be trying to figure out yeah because like if we think that we have a limited amount of time in it you might get annoyed with me because i'm pretty sure once we track down emily blunt I'm just going to keep like cracking on to her. And she's just going to murder me every, every time she's going to shoot me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, Johnny, we don't know how long this is la- going to yeah, last. We don't know how many we have. You don't, you don't stand a fucking chance. So just stop. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through. I just need to find. I was like, give me, it might take 200 years. <laughs> But eventually, <laughs> well, I was going to say, I imagine we'd reach a point where we just end up playing a game of like manhunt on the naval base or on the on the army base to um, try and hunt each other and whoever kills the other first wins. <laughs> it just becomes. And we just ruin like because we killed one of the other that all of art is doomed. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah, you wouldn't know if. Because at first you'd be like, okay, we were both separately killed by different things, but then you think, no, we're killed. We're in the we're in the same like. Oh, sorry, yeah, we're in the same trench. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so we're like, okay, is it we have to be killed at the same time every time, or is it you know? <laughs> you're trying to figure it. I think just when one of us dies, it resets too. Yeah. But no, that's yeah. what I mean. But we don't because we're covered. We're in the same. It's the same like the same DNA pouring through both. Yeah, we're connected. The aliens, I we're, guess we're symbiotic. We're connected. Yeah. So if one of us, that's actually a better challenge. If one of us dies, then the whole day restarts. So I just like the idea of you telling me stop trying to come on, Emily. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. And so for the rest of the time, I'm just trying to make. It's like Deadpool rules where we. We bring the, our knowledge of our universe into their universe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like cons- constantly making digs at John Krasinski, even though she doesn't know who he is. <laughs> she goes, Jim, Jim, Jim wasn't even that funny in the office. Because uh, <laughs> oh, Rita, Rita doesn't know who Jim, 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 um, she doesn't know who he, who he is. Emily but Blunt the, does, the actress. Yeah, that's funny. Is is married to him? That's really funny. <laughs> I heard he's only like five seven, and and they make him wear stilts. <laughs> She's like Johnny. I don't care about this. Some actor from a TV show. <laughs> yeah, you just oh, you'll care. You just, and I'm like, no, no, no. Just how about I just train on my own for a bit? You let him lie there with his broken back. Let him let him think <laughs> about what he's done and said today. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. I will just say, what a lucky man. John Krasinski. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that they're married in real life, especially when I watch, uh, I must rewatch Quiet Place. I keep trying to forget <laughs> they're married in real life. I actually, I, I like John Krasinski quite a lot. Happy for him. I'm happy he's batting so, so far above his average. So the big thing is they don't say what happens if he doesn't die. 
Sorry, what, what do you mean? Sorry. So say, say the, loop, the loop is 24 hours, right? Um, or whatever I said. Oh, if he hours. just continue, like if, if he just avoids conflict completely. Yeah, what if he survives past hour 31? You know what I mean? Yeah, like if he gets on a plane and he goes back to fucking America. Yeah, yeah. Farther away what, from the... What happens? Yeah, and it, the, the, it takes another three days for the aliens to get there. Does he experience those three days or yeah. does he end up resetting anyway? Like it... it doesn't seem to be no, I, I think he experiences them i think the idea is just that once they take once the the mimics get that far the world is done for so you don't, really, die, you don't even need yeah, to yeah. see yeah but that is an interesting point like if he just completely ignores it and just fucks all like he gets a plane to like africa yeah, well, what happens? And hides in a bunker for the next five years. Yeah, when 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 does his day reset? Because yeah. he gets further each time, so yeah. it's not like it's not like Groundhog Day where there's a yeah, there's, there's a cut off time. time. Yeah, on, yeah, I'm trying to remember actually, and that's why it's more it's more like a video game mechanic where he gets further each time. Yeah, and actually, I think as you say that I I I could be wrong because it's a while since I've seen Groundhog Day, but I think there is. A scene where it's literally as like the clock strikes midnight, it, it or whatever. It, maybe it's, it's like two a.m. or something. It's some random time because there's because you know there's a whole thing where he's trying to save the homeless guy, and he's there's like one point where he's like giving him CPR in an alleyway, and then and and he's like there's a there's a like a church bell ringing or something. He's like no no, and then he wakes up again. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, just think of all the things you could do with your repeating twenty four hours. I think you'd go through a few. A few weeks, anyway, of just thinking of like, oh, there are no consequences to anything I do. Absolutely. So you would just, just, have, you would just go have fun it, with it. Like, you'd go find. There would definitely be a point where I would just like, just do the weirdest shit. Like, not even like, not, not an even criminal, but just like, like you just walk up and you just like, bitch slap some army channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, well, what? The consequences don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, how could you not do that? Or just go like now. If yeah. if you thought there was a time a, a limit on how many days you get to relive, you probably wouldn't do that. Which I think is what you would assume. Yeah, you, I, but that's what I think at first. At first, once you realize that the blood is what's doing it, then you'd be like, "Oh fuck, I can do whatever I want." Yeah, well, yeah. Once you reach the point where you think, "Okay, I've done whatever. I've done like fifty days here and." Like nothing has changed, so I'm just gonna do like you'd give up trying to stop the end of the world, and you'd just be like having fun with your 24 hours for a while, and then you'd probably come back around and yeah. go, oh, okay, I'll, I've been, um, I've I've just been <laughs> doing drugs and murdering my old school bully every day for yeah. the last 500 years. I'm gonna yeah. save the world, like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I've been trying to get with Emily Blunt for 500 years. <laughs> exactly. Probably probably time to move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's take a different approach, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Maybe I'll show up with a fake mustache now. Yeah, yeah. I was say, it's not like you've time to grow one. <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea of like, you pretend... To be a different person, but she's never met you before. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Uh, (laughs) That's really funny. But that's the sort of shit we do. Like, that's. 
yeah, yeah like, of course. Like, you'd wake up and just be like, okay, okay, today we're French. Today we're French. <laughs> and you'd be like, hello, we are Frenchmen and we need to train to fight the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that was a really good accent. <laughs> Thanks. You, you've had practice. Shane has some, some Frenchies in his family. Yeah, my brother's married to a French woman and my nieces are speak English with an Irish French accent. It's very cute. Um, oh, that does sound like a cute It's accent. really cute. It's ridiculous. Just to, to go back to something in the film here. Yeah. Or not, not actually in the film, but just the making of the film. Have you noticed that... Uh, well, actually, how, how do I say this? When was the last time you saw a Tom Cruise movie that was set in America? Oh, that's a really that's fucking interesting, good isn't point. it? Everything Tom Cruise does in the last, I would say, fifteen years, maybe, barring one or two films, have all been set in Europe. The last like three Mission Impossible yeah, movies, yeah. all set in Europe. Because the first one, has, uh, this is is the first one is in Europe, but then has seen then or the beginning is Europe or like Prague, but then the final heist is in them with the, the very first mission impossible yeah but then the, by the end of the, by yeah. the whatever second or third act they're in america okay yeah yeah but you're already going no, back but that's, to like 1996 i know that's what i'm then. trying to think um oblivion is but like the, earth but shot in pinewood studios oh, in london okay. uh so this is obviously set in england and france yeah, yeah. uh the last i think at least the last two did mission impossible films they might have a few scenes in America, yeah. but generally most of it is set in Europe. The the next one is set in Italy. Uh, the Mummy was set in England. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't actually remember the last Tom Cruise film I saw where he's like, you know, running through uh, New York City or whatever. It seems like he doesn't shoot films in America for some reason. That's weird. Which is weird because he's like the American movie star. That is really weird. Must be a tax. I was going to say, it's a tax. So we got a bit, uh, we had a bit of technical technical difficulties there once again. So uh, it has now been, whatever point there was a cut there, it has been... A week more? Exactly a week. Yeah, yeah I think we recorded it last Friday. So we lost, only difference is in the previous episode of the Tomorrow War, the service we used just like crashed and we just gave up and then recorded a week later. This time we actually finished the episode and it was only as I was editing them that I realized the last like 40 minutes of the episode was lost. So <laughs> we've already done the, the, this section you are hearing now. We've already done. So yeah, uh, it's rehearsed. It's practiced. <laughs> Practiced implies you remember what you done the last <laughs> yeah, I time. Tell you what we did <laughs> so, so I can't actually remember how we really ended it. Uh, um, did we get as far as I know we went on a yeah? Did we sorry? get as far as I was talking about the whole like what would you do with the time you had? Is that all in the recording? That's kind of where we are. We we were talking. We're at the point where it's us in the scenario anyway. We. We've established that we can become Jehovah's Witnesses or find some other way that our first thing to do would be just to put something in place to make sure nobody gives us a blood transfusion. Yeah. If either of us dies, the time restarts because we're both sprayed by the same alien. And that's kind of where we are. I, I don't know if we if, if this was in is in 
this might have been from the stuff we lost, but I think we talked about how we could in in theory become like better than than Tom Cruise because there's two of us, which just like you know, like yeah, for every you know, ten thousand hours makes you an expert in everything, but that's is five thousand each kind of yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. But the fact that we're working as a team and the second you wake up like on the those cargo bags stuff that he wakes up on like as soon as you wake up the two of us are straight to action there's no bullshit there's no yeah having yeah. to explain it to each other there's not like it's straight into oh, what were we last doing okay yeah we were you were trying to figure out that move or you were you know whatever yeah and it's like if, if any for anybody that's done like well any sport really but especially like maybe boxing or martial arts or something where there's just a certain thing that like a certain move or that that you can't get and you're getting better and better each time and you don't want to like you're for any skill like fucking musical instrument is probably an even better example like there's just one certain lick you can't get right on guitar and if you stop now you'll have to start from the beginning the next day so you just stay up all night until you get it Tom Cruise didn't have this, but we do. Whereas, like, say we're practicing and I break my back. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to stop. You can just leave me there dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you can continue to train. <laughs> That's a very good point, actually. So, in. So, like, I'm sorry, John. And you're like, kill me, Shane. Kill me. I'm in so I'm, much pain. I'm like, hang on, hang on. I nearly got but, this back trip. But, Johnny, hang on. I nearly got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to learn something on a guitar. <laughs> like we're supposed to be trained to stop the alien. I'm like, I know, but I nearly got the stairway solo. Hang on. <laughs> but we are, we are at an advantage there. And also even like, cause there's stuff, you know, like later in the film when Tom Cruise has to, he's like, okay, one step here, two steps here. He's remembering every like movement. Yeah. We can like, even when we're on our way to meet Rita to practice, like we can be quizzing each other to make sure we remember everything. We can be practicing. Yeah, yeah. You, you'd be constantly. Which actually sounds horrible. Our our entire day is just rehearsing. I know. And, pretty grim. But like the difference about it is like getting across the battlefield for us would be a very practiced, synchronized dance where for like the disadvantage him and Emily Blunt is in, or Re- isn't it Rita? Is that what she's name is? Rita, yeah. Like the disadvantage of Rita is you have to tell her the steps every day and she has yeah, to try and remember yeah, them. That's true. And there's like that frustrating moment where she keeps dying and he's trying to teach her all the steps and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of was watching it and thinking, but she can only like figure out so much of that information at a time because she doesn't have, she has to learn it for the first time every time. It's never, yeah. so she's not in the loop. Yeah. So essentially she'll probably just reach the limit of her ability to memorize this synchronized dance as it were, where you and me would have the, like the fact that the two of us, we'd have the advantage of, we could then convert her dance into protecting her and helping her. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. Which I suppose is kind of what he does in the end is he, he changes his. Yeah. Because she makes, she makes mistakes. Like she doesn't, um, she forgets that there's a caravan yeah, yeah. on the tow bar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But because of that, she's probably just taking in way too much yeah. information. Yeah. And as I was saying, yeah, if it, we said that, I don't know if that was ended up in the previous recording, but we were saying that <laughs> if it took Tom Cruise 500 years, it took you and me 2000 years to, 
to master the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, I don't think we got an answer in the previous, what we have of the previous recording yeah. and how long we thought it took him. Yeah. We, it, I think, feel like it, we, we concluded that the film, it was a few, like maybe four or five hundred, but we reckoned it was much more. Yeah, yeah. Because he's it such a It just feels novice. like it was years and years. Yeah, I think he was doing it for a very long time. Yes. Now, do you still think it'd take us longer? Or could we like half it? Because there's two of us. No, we're fucking idiots, man. <laughs> yeah, plus we've wasted, I've wasted so much time cracking on to Emily Blunt, I guess. But also, like, as I was saying to you, that like, I'd, I'd put a lot of time into trying to learn a bunch of other skills as well. I'd be like, okay, we've got this loop. Okay, we've saved the world, but like, I've never learned how to play chess or I've never, like, yeah, I've always wanted to learn, I've always wanted to learn Japanese or whatever, like, I just fucking. Yeah, watching a TV show, you've never, like, I've never really had time to watch all of the next generation, but like, <laughs> time loop. <laughs> I've been thinking about watching Sopranos all the way from the beginning because I'd only ever watched it in sporadic episodes, you know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. Things of that like I know I'd like to be able to okay, okay, I do want to stop this. I want to end this loop, but I want to come out of it like a way better person than I went into it, you know. I don't want to just come out of it and be like, well, I Oh, I know how to kill aliens. Re- realistically, if, if this happened to you, you would always assume that it's gonna run out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like ignore what happens in the film. You would just think this isn't gonna last. Cause even because obviously I'm using one of a power that they have. Even if it just doesn't have a time len- a time limit eventually they're going to figure out that I have this too and maybe they're going to just stop me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The way it So I think every day you actually would Yeah. Be be until you become until you've trained yourself to be like the perfect weapon. Yeah. Then you might be like, okay now if they do figure out that I have this power, I'll be able to beat them. Yeah. I get that, yeah. You'd wanna Yeah, you'd at least But then we get to the end of the film where they actually realise they need to kill the omega yeah and once you figure that out you're like oh well now we really don't have time because they learned that the whole thing the whole battle is a trap and it's meant to be leading yeah Uh, and there's the whole thing that like kind of either the alpha or the omega kind of knows everything he knows in a way like because this whole thing he's getting the visions and it's like they're sending him the visions to trick him or then it's he's trying to find the visions out and it's just yeah there's um you don't know what they know essentially yeah yeah or how much control they have over this power now it's been so long since i listened to the audiobook excuse me as i've said a week ago for us (laughs) but like 20 minutes ago for listeners uh i got the audiobook when the film was like in the cinema but i do if I do recall, well, no, yeah, so the ending of the book is different. Rita and Cage have to, they end up having to fight each other in the end. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're both like trapped with, like they're both inside. The, the end of the book's a bit different. I'm not going to go into it. But they're both like inside the Omega's like, like matrix. I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. But she regains that she has the power again. They both do. Oh, yeah. And they need to, if they destroy the Omega, they destroy one of them. Only one of them can essentially leave. I can't remember the gist of it. It was fucking five-year-old, five-year-old book or five-year-old movie at this point. Yeah, yeah. But I do, it's 
quite different just the fact that they have yeah, to yeah. fight each other to the death in the end that was never going to be in a hollywood movie though oh yeah it's the complete opposite in the movie where they fight over who's going to sacrifice them so yeah just... <laughs> i know it's funny uh, it's like i want to be the hero no i want to be the hero as opposed to like you need to fucking die <laughs> I, I, what i was leading to the, there was would we have to fight each other to the death but that doesn't work because we were given the power at the same time so yeah we're both tom cruise in the scenario so it doesn't really work out yeah. i just thought it'd be a funny do you think it would be so say i would think if the scenario is so both of us get the power at the same time and we realize mm-hmm. if it's one of us dies the whole day resets so i think we'd our biggest fear would be if both of us die at the same time we don't know what happens oh yeah that's good <laughs> that probably would probably just both shoot each other to see though just but not at first at first you'd be really wary of it not first yeah. but i'd say it'd actually be very early yeah yeah because would we go through the stages that tom cruise's character goes through where he just wants to get out of the loop yeah first? of course he would yeah. so at that point we might be like well maybe if we both die at the same time that's how we end the loop yeah because the whole point is he doesn't want to fight he just wants to get out of the loop and not go to the battlefield like that's his whole thing so yeah i i think because like, we only met us both of us for the scenario to be funny oh i know but, but i was just like, trying to put myself into that scenario <laughs> if we got hit at the same time you'd imagine we'd uh it'd be the same if both of us die at the same time i know but we, we'd have it i was just thinking it's something we'd have to test um i was trying to think of a way where we could uh we'd have to fight to the death because it turns out that's the only way to break the curse and kill the enemy is we both have to die at the same time. <laughs> How about, well, like, so so say, like, if we're at the end of the film where we have to go for the final, like, confrontation, what if I'm like, okay, Shane, just give me a day. You can stay here and train. Just let me, I just need to get a quick flight hollywood california (laughs) and i know the day is going to restart but i just want to know that i've killed john krasinski at least once it just (laughs) make me feel better (laughs) like he's not really he's he's going to be alive when the timeline resets so it's fine it's not really i'm not really murdering somebody but i would just feel better would you would you let me but in this world rita is rita (laughs) She's not married to Tom yeah, Krasinski. But, doesn't it, but you That's why I'm know. saying it just make me feel better. Yeah. So is there enough time? Is there enough for time for well, you to fly over? Maybe in this over? world also. Maybe it's like Kevin Smith, the Kevin Smith movies where, like, you know, in Kevin Smith's like View Askew universe, Ben Affleck exists in that universe, but also the characters Ben Affleck plays in Kevin Smith movies exists simultaneously, yeah, yeah. simultaneously in that universe. Yeah. It could be like that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um so is the, but we're aware either way. Yeah, is there time for you to get to LA, get to John Krasinski? Yes, tw- and 24 fly hours. You have 24 hours back. for the Yeah, let's say it's tw- let's say it's 48 hours is when the military's gone to Cuz in the movie for him it's yeah, it's longer than 24 cuz it's like 6 a.m. I'm talking about the but at the end like when when they go in to talk to we don't need to get into time. I know, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> No, just I remember is when he wakes up and it's like the sergeant is waking him up. It's 6 a.m. or it's 0600. Yeah, but I'm not, then, even, I'm not and even. And then I don't know what time the battle is the next day. About, yeah, it's the time they have from when they talk to Brendan Gleeson or whatever I was getting to, but yeah. it doesn't matter. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to the end of the day, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to figure out. Um, yeah, I, like I'm, we we got away. No, I'm just we trying just to think. Dumped over a joke there. No, I'm just trying to think. Do you have time to bring Rita? Yeah, let's say we do. John Grzynski's head in a box, in a in a box or in a bag. No, I, I have no intention to do that. I just want to go and kill him. This is all for me. We've stopped. We've uh, we're doing the plan as normal. She's training us. Stopped cracking on to her. This is all about me just wanting to feel <laughs> the life go out. <laughs> go out. <laughs> it's nice. just, I just want to see the lights go out. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I kind of think my first reaction to being stuck in a time loop would be, oh, deadly. <laughs> get to do some shit differently and uh i just wouldn't remember half the shit that happened during the day stuff people say like that's the real movie thing is where you know people are in a time loop and it's like their first or second time in the time loop and they start saying things at the same time as another character i'd be like yeah no i, I wouldn't be doing that that's the yeah. our, our big problem actually like you i think after memory, so. a couple of years doing the same loop though you'd get there i wouldn't be well, if, you, if you're remembering things at a different rate, that can be very frustrating, especially if you're learning. Like if you've ever had to like, yeah. take a class with somebody and you're like, come on, we went through yeah. this. And the other uh, person doesn't remember, like, just yeah, end up killing each other more just <laughs> because of that. And so that'd be the thing, like most of the debt loops, most of it, the timeline would restart because we've killed each other. Yeah. <laughs> the first time one of us gets killed by a... An actual alien is like two hundred sixty pissed off usually. Like, is like, how many how many times have you died and came back? Like four hundred and eighty-two times. Like my god, the aliens killed you that many times. Oh no, we haven't yeah. seen an alien since that first one. <laughs> now we've just been killing each other. And we had this cool game of manhunt. Yeah, not always out of anger. Sometimes it's just oh, fun. We'd totally you know? be like okay, for like. We'd just go video game rules of, you know, trying to blow each other up with the rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we'd still have to be careful yeah. not to kill other people because assuming that we're not actively oh, creating yeah, yeah. a different timeline each time, maybe. Uh, Does it count as But I would time? definitely do stuff like start poisoning your food and things just to mess with you, you know. <laughs> like, like you'd never trust like me yeah. having you a beer or anything. <laughs> But I guess, yeah, we're kind of just doing filler now yeah. because we're re-recording and ending. But I think we kind of, yeah. we do everything that he done. Because the idea is you just learn from your mistakes. So what do you do differently other that, than learn from your mistakes and do better? Yeah. I think we get a bit longer uh, because there's two of us. Uh, we don't diverge too much. We learn, you, yeah. you learn guitar maybe or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to learn Japanese. Maybe I'd do that. Uh, kill John Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably what, take... What anybody would do, really. the opportunity just because it would be very satisfying in the same way you want to kill John Krasinski. I'd just probably take that, like, one guy I went to school with who I hated, who kind of made school shit for me, and I'd just go to his house and just watch the light go out of his eyes as well. I'd just do it once, just one loop. And, just, and know that, mm. you know, it's not a... Because there's essentially no consequences to your actions, you know. Yeah. Although, is that person? Are you killing them in another timeline? Is I there mean, now a timeline without John? I'm never going to find out. So, <laughs> you see, I'd live. I'd actually be comfortable with that. Cause then I'd be like, well, that means that possibly, I the, the version of me that exists in that timeline <laughs> has a chance with Emily Blunt, <laughs> even though even though we've established Rita and Emily Blunt are two yeah. different people in this world. 
how about this how about this so like so you i say yeah. shane i'll be gone for 24 hours and i'll be back for the final battle i just i i, I need to i need to go <laughs> see a man about killing john krasinski uh and so you let me do it. And so I get there and I walk up, I walk up to his door in Hollywood, California. And I knock on a, an Emily Blunt answers, but she's got like the British accent. So that's how it's, that <laughs> it's not Rita. And, and like, I've got a gun in my hand and all. And as she's about to speak, he, he comes over his shoulder and he's like, it's okay. I know why he's here. And like, he brings me into his, his like study. It's like, so somebody <laughs> finally figured it out. He's got, he's got some brandy and he reveals. And so he's like, yeah, I knew somebody was going to put it together eventually. How could the least funny person from office and the guy, the actor who's actually only five foot six get Emily Blunt? And he reveals that he was sprayed by an alpha <laughs> as well and and instead of trying to save the world he just like spent time better in his career to, and that's how he got Emily <laughs> Blunt and then so <laughs> this is ridiculous but and so then I've I've pretty much ruined it now it's I have to fight John Krasinski there's only one of us well why don't you just loop or you just, something I don't know you cut him while he's bleeding out and then uh you get Emily to give him a blood transfusion. <laughs> Although it'd be like Rita in the film where he's already, because he's out of the loop himself now. So I guess it wouldn't matter to him. He just wants to kill Oh yeah, he's so probably already out of the loop at that yeah, point. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he's been with Emily for a while and married her and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. It's like it happened to him a few years ago. But so I'm stuck there fighting John Krasinski. Obviously don't stand a chance. Although I've been training, so maybe. But it means you're on your own then. Yeah, but is it the final day? The final battle? <laughs> Well, I guess it's not because, yeah, because we, we, we haven't had the blunt transfusion. So I just have to kill John Krasinski. Yeah. But now I have to kill him in order. Well, I guess if he kills me, it just restarts. You're about to save the world and the day just restarts. I, I just have it. I've managed, I've managed to get really far on my own because it's the first time on my own. And you're just like, how? How did you die? Um, going to LA and back. You I've literally just going to go and kill you. I've literally I'm diving from like twenty story off a twenty story building into the eye of the Omega with an Irish flag on a pole, aiming for its like its core. And as I'm about three inches away, <laughs> slow motion, it, you die, and I reset. <laughs> having having fought off like a bunch of alphas and everything, and you're just like how like because to you. Like I was just going to LA, just going on a plane, get get an Uber to John Krasinski's house, pull a bullet between his eyes and come back. The simplest. I'm like, well, Shane, you're not going to believe this, but but I like that he's not you, that he's really awkward and stiff. And you're just like, you you could have trained. You had so many loops. Yeah. Or but he was just burning his career. I must point yeah. out, actually, I really liked John um, Krasinski, and that's why this is funny. Um, he's, I prefer he's one the idea of the more likable people in Hollywood. Fight it, he doesn't kill you. You kill him, and then you drive all the way back to the airport. And as you're standing waiting for your your flight, they announce that your flight is delayed. So you just kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or there's a long queue at security yeah. at the airport. <laughs> you're like, "Fuck this! Why am I flying back?" <laughs> and it's just as I'm diving with a flagpole into. I reckon it would take us each twice as long as it took Tom Cruise, even though there's two of us. Wait, each? So does that mean combined it takes us four times as long? Is that what you mean? No, what I mean is, so say it took him 
500 years. Oh, it takes okay. us each yeah, a thousand yeah. years, is what I'm saying. So yeah, it's, it's still only a thousand years, but it's two of us. So it's, yeah. Um, no, it really couldn't be that long. Nah, no, At that no. point, you'd, yeah, you'd start to forget all your first, but like, I think definitely years. Like it could be, I think most people go with like, it's been hundreds and hundreds of days. I just prefer to imagine it's been like a decade at least, you know, yeah, I think yeah. that's far more compelling for it to be like, if that was a sci-fi novel written in the seventies, he'd be doing it for 20 years. Do you know what that, and he'd be a broken shell of a man by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was Philip K. Dick or somebody. Oh, I know what you mean. It's, um, I'm trying to think of, okay. So like, I'm just doing a quick calculation here, like 10,000 hours. If you did eight hour days, which is like a job, it's yeah. One a year and a bit, maybe? It's, um, it's about three, for nearly four years. It's 1,250. Wait, eight, really? Eight, well, that's doing eight, eight hours, but maybe we'll go, we'll go with Oh, sorry, sorry. You, okay, sorry. So 10,000, what I divide doing, by. Yeah, what you realistically could do, yeah. No, you could probably realistically, training like this, you could realistically do 16-hour days, 12-hour days. Yeah, well... Yeah, I suppose, yeah, because you... Oh, yeah, of course, because you don't need to worry about recovery time. Yeah. Yeah, 16 hours, say, of hard training <laughs> a day, which is a lot because it's very physical. But that's still 625, so it's still going to be two years minimum, which means the minimum, to me, the minimum he did, does is two years for him to be good at the fighting and the moving and stuff. Yeah. See, I never even thought about that. Like, if you don't have to worry about, like your fucking joints being in bits bits the next day absolutely like then for learning you can run a marathon every day for learning like any of the fighting shit to 10,000 hours becomes like 7,000 hours maybe even less because with anything with anything like physical half of half of it is in the recovery yeah that's true um which is it doesn't really matter when you're talking about a decade you could be doing a time loop for but it's just something that never even never even occurred to me yeah that he isn't, uh, he doesn't have to recover from shit. Yeah. I'd say minimum, he probably puts in about five years all in. Mm. By the end, like the very, very end when he wins, I'd say. Yeah, whether whether the maths in the film adds up or not, that's kind of what it should be. Yeah, but like you were saying, yeah, if it was a a 70s novel, it was easily 20 years. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. He'd have been doing, it'd been like, they could go, it depends, it just depends on which or roll it like if it was philip k dick it could be like a century yeah yeah so i think we'll uh, wrap up there yeah, yeah uh very survivable because once you aren't forced to take a blood transfusion basically yeah anybody could survive this this is technically the easiest one we've done once you get used to like dying and watching somebody you love be, be killed over and over again yeah once you're willing to like put in the work this is uh yeah yeah. anybody because anybody can be trained yeah i think like once you're in half decent condition but that's what i was gonna say exactly you're that. fine like you, you need to be it, it's a very physical activity so you want to go into it in at least some kind of semi decent physical uh condition you know which is a good argument for always keeping yourself at, at at least a moderate level of fitness that you could probably like Go for a run once a week or something, you know, just <laughs> eat your yeah. vegetables and drink lots of water and still eat your 
crazy food and drink whatever you want, but eat your vegetables and go for a run once a week. You'd be grand in any scenario. <laughs> That's a and good. then have a nice apocalypse. <laughs>